Look, you've had a long day. Your boss is annoying you. Your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do. And your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration and a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostest ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Hi guys, it's me. Um, before I bring on my guest, I just wanted us to have a little one-on-one time and do our weekly check-in. I am sitting in my studio right now. I have my little space heater on because it's fucking freezing and I'm feeling actually pretty good today. (laughs) I say that like it's a fucking surprise, but I'm feeling pretty good. Uh... Mental health check, I would say I'm at like an 8 out of 10, except there was just one thing that is kind of holding me back, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I spent, I don't know, two to three hours last night researching Harvey Weinstein because Harvey Weinstein has a vagina, and... (laughs) I know that that sounds jarring, but it's actually true. Actually, hold on. Let me back up. He's not even worthy of having a fucking vagina. I'm not even going to give him that because fuck him. But he doesn't have a penis. Apparently, he has gangrene and the bacteria infected his pubic area and it ate his dick off kind of. And I just couldn't believe that I had never heard this before. And uh, that is what was keeping me up at night for hours is fucking Harvey Weinstein. So I'm going to be honest, that's what was happening. And I didn't sleep that much, but what's new? But enough about Harvey Vagineinstein. <clears throat> Let's talk about this podcast. 
I could not be more ready for the new year. 2020, what a joke. What a fucking joke. I want to say I'm like completely ready for 2021. And then I'm like, was this just the first chapter in the Bible? And then 2021 is about to be worse. But I am really excited for this podcast because this podcast is fairly new And I want to try different things in the new year. And bottom line is I want to hear from you guys because I love the interaction. I love when you guys give me feedback. I was thinking about maybe um, instead of reading questions at the end of an episode, I could take live callers. I just have so many ideas, but first, I want to hear from you. So everyone, please DM me. Let me know what you're thinking. And I can't fucking wait. Let's get this year over with, but let's get into the episode. I am joined by a very, very special guest. I feel like, Violet, you've been the most requested guest. Aww. I am joined by Violet Benson. Um, you might know her by her alter ego, Daddy Issues. Hi, Violet. How are you? Hi. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. It took, it was like a journey to get here, but we're finally here. By the way, Violet is one of my favorite names. Really? I want to name my daughter Scarlet or Violet. What about Violetta? No. Okay. So, (laughs) so let's forget that's my full name. Let's just stick to Violet then. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. You tried. I'm glad you have my Violet. (laughs) But Violetta's cute too. Now I'm like trying to backtrack. Okay. um, So before we really like dive into the episode, you have the OG meme page. Because now there's a million. So many. I know. Right. And you had one. I have been following Daddy Issues for how long have you had it? I feel like since its inception. I've had daddy issues for like six and a half years, I think now. And it's so OG that most people don't know, but I actually even have daddy issues trademarked. So for example, like Demi Lovato, who's my friend now, when she, when we didn't know each other, she actually had to, she dedicated a song to me called daddy issues in order for me to be honest, not to sue her because anyone that can use the term daddy issues, I can legally go after them. So it's that OG. What? Like, it's honestly kind of it's mind blowing to even to me. Okay, A, that you were able to get it trademarked. B, so what did Demi like ask you? Can I use this for a song? No, she didn't. She just like ended up going on different like news channels and dedicating it to me. And I'm like, come on, you didn't you weren't like, oh, I love this meme. I'm going to write this song for her. I knew it wasn't the case, but I thought it was really sweet. We follow each other. We're actually friends now. But Uh this was a few years ago and I thought it was really cool. But that is how much. It's such a brand. It started with like a meme account, a complete full on brand. Brand. Well, the name is fucking genius. I actually like want to talk about the name because daddy issues. Like, do you how did you come up with that name? Do you feel like you have daddy issues or what? What's the deal? No, oh my God. I love my dad so much. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm fucking riddled with daddy issues. So you just tell me the truth. There's no judgment. No, I definitely have daddy issues. And I've talked about a lot in the past. Maybe not enough. uh, But I've talked about in the past. But when I created daddy issues, I think the way in general, if I would give advice to uh, women how to start a brand, not women Mm -hmm. or people in general, especially on social media, I think 
I think when you start something in the notion of being famous, that's usually when you can fail. But when you start something and comes from your heart or you're actually genuine about it or it's always I feel like whenever I've started something that comes from a dark place, that's when it succeeded. But daddy issues for me came from a very low, dark place in my life. Um, I was an accountant. And, um, the women in my team were constantly making my life miserable because they were just so focused on my looks and for no reason, it was like when I, when I was, I grew up getting bullied for my looks. I wasn't that cute. And then when I got older, I grew into my looks and suddenly I'm getting comments about my looks and not about my brain or my work ethic. Like you can't win either way. Yes. And having daddy issues, I constantly had a need to be liked and loved anyway. So then at my like in high school, I was like class clown, like the foreign girl in America, but was still a class clown. And I was nominated for that. So like in accounting, me trying so hard to make these women like me and they just couldn't, they just didn't. And it broke me. And I, um, and when I say they bullied me, like they were, they were messing with my, um, with my promotions, with my bonuses. Like I couldn't even grow anymore at the company. And I wanted to be a partner. Wow. Every day I would sit in my car and I would cry in my car and then I would walk in and I would like start my, my, my work. When I talk about being bullied, like one day I walked into the bathroom to pee really quick before my work started. And when I sat in the stall, two of my coworkers, my managers walk in and they're talking shit about me. And I'm just sitting there listening to the stall. It was mean. They finally walk out. I walk out of the bathroom kind of in tears. This is like a movie. One of them had coffee in her hand. Then she accidentally bumped into me as I walk out of the bathroom and she spilled on me. So then I remember I had to go back into the car to change. And then when I walked back in, she told the partner, oh, Violetta's 10 minutes late to work. And I was like, shut the fuck up. When I say I was defeated, it was one of my lowest moments. And it takes a lot to break me. I'm Russian. Right. I fucking can. <laughs> that is like, I, I mean, to be completely honest, I don't think I've ever dealt with bullying in that sense. And like, what? and you think it was just because you were like a hot girl. I think it's because you were different. No, <laughs> I'm so different. No, I, I'm different. I'm not like other girls. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It's the way I, the way I work sometimes, I don't notice anyone else. Like when I see a goal, it's tunnel vision. So I think I didn't acknowledge my bosses as much. You didn't go out of your way to like become best friends with everybody. No, it was just me like figuring out how to work with the partners and the senior level people. And it wasn't Normally, people my level don't work with senior partners, but I did. Got it. So they were they all felt like you were coming for their jobs or whatever else. Yes. And unfortunately, and it was a big public accounting firm. And unfortunately, in business and big companies in general, women do we do tend to sometimes try to break each other down because it's like, well, you need to go through it the way I went through it instead of picking each other up. Right. And they're not thinking like, oh, this guy is doing the same thing because women are just always comparing themselves to other women. Usually. I mean, who knows? Of course, like I'm not going to sit there and point fingers as if I was always the victim because I do. I am fully aware of my personality and how I can come off. I, I'm sure like I myself can be intimidating or I can be whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is that it completely broke me. So I was just trying to give an example of how, how lost I was. And I had no social media and I started daddy issues as a way to escape from my miserable life because I just, I mean, I stopped having friends and I would just go to work from 6am till 10pm. And then I would go home. I would cry, I wake up, cry in the car and then go to work. Like that was my life. Right. So I created daddy issues. I came up with the name because I have daddy issues. And I just figured like every girl in LA either has daddy issues or sugar daddy issues. So I was like, 
Makes sense. Which, by the way, just quickly, daddy issues, everyone just always assumes they didn't have a dad. They had an absentee father. Like, no, even if you have a dad that's super present in your life, you can have daddy issues. Correct. He was not present in my life. (laughs) Neither was mine. I'm trying to make both of us feel better. I'm like, no. He is present in my life now. But growing up, he wasn't. That would be where he came from. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, I have the same thing, but I think it is true. I mean, I've seen with my friends, their dad is very present in their life, but there's something else going on. Yeah. No, it took us a while. It took us a long time for my father and I to to get into a good relationship. But actually, it was dad issues, my brand that like saved my whole family and me too with like our closeness. But but yeah, so I created daddy issues. And it was just like memes because sometimes people would send me in text like the fat Jewish memes. And I was like, how cool is it that people just find him funny? No one's judging him because he's just like it's just his personality. And like I was like, I I used to laugh like I used to be funny and I lost it, but I know it's there. Mm -hmm. What if I just did it for fun? Because I just didn't know who I was. So I created a full on alter ego. So daddy issues. I didn't even think I was daddy. issues. was like this girl is going to be so fucking cool and she's going to be everything I ever want to be. She's going to be sexual. She's going to tell it how it is. She's going to be partying. She's going to be having fun and she's going to be everything I've ever wanted to be. This is going to be her. Wait, that is fucking wild. So you were horribly depressed, hated your life and you were like, I'm going to create the life I want through this alter ego daddy issues. And then that became extremely successful because I put a lot of work into it. Back then, I I, I have a very math, mathematical mind because I also used to tutor math and I'm just actually very good at math. And it, I figured out the back end of Instagram, the algorithm. So I figured out ways to play around um, with Instagram to figure out when it's good time to posting. And then I started to also do research. So I've always said this before, the, like I was so lost that. I didn't know who I was. And it's the followers that created me that made me that created like the whole persona because I would look and I'd be like, okay, this meme is doing better. So post my memes like this. Okay. Oh, they said her caption. Oh, they like my caption. Okay. Caption a little bit longer. And then I would every night before I go to sleep, I told myself I would go on quote unquote my competitors Instagram. So let's say the fat Jewish or fuck Jerry. And I would go on their Instagram. I would, I would go through a hundred of their followers, their new followers. And I would, I would like two to three pictures of each one. Uh, every night in order to gain the new followers. And then I was like, okay, now I want a celebrity to follow me. I do research on that celebrity. I find one of their friends, a best friend that doesn't have that many followers. I write something weird on their Instagram so to catch their attention. They finally notice me. Then they, they'll tag their celebrity friend. Then eventually the celebrity friend will start following me. It was like all these like strategies. What the fuck? Okay. That is fucking mind blowing. So, okay. You have never purchased followers ever. That's a fact. You just, I mean, a lot of people do, but you just figured out the algorithm, which that shit changes on the daily. Yeah. But that was back then. Like, obviously if I start a meme account now, it wouldn't stand out like or not to mention even growing a social media account now, like I feel like some people are hard on themselves. It wouldn't work. It's it's completely different. But back then it was like it worked. And I was I was able to stand out by being a very female oriented niche. And also back then women weren't talking about sex. So I was and not to mention I was so prude, too. But it was your alter ego. Yeah, it empowered me. And like the more the more the more continued daddy issues, the more it became 
me and I feel like it like saved my life and like it was for the first time wow um, I'm not even gonna take it lightly like for real like it was for the first time in my life that I ever felt like I fit in and I'm and I'm I'm a foreigner English is my third language this was my third country living in and it was like for the first time ever like wow like this is what I was meant to do I'm home I feel it I feel like I'm home wow that I mean First of all, that makes me so fucking happy to hear. I don't know from experience, but I know just from my family, they're all foreigners. They have always told me, like, you never feel like you're at home. Like, you never, like, you're always, you belong in two different places, all of those different things. And that's fucking crazy, this meme page. And you were just doing it for fun. And then now it's a fucking business. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, like, when I'm talking about this, I'm not trying to, this isn't a pity story. I'll tell you that there's like no, but no little violin playing in the background, like feel sorry for me. No, it doesn't sound like a pity story at all. It sounds like a badass story to me. Thank you. Cause it, it ended up like, you know, but sometimes I think you have to go through these bad trials and you have to like, keep breaking a little more and more just to see how strong you really are and like to to get on the path you're supposed to go on. And by the way, I feel like I'm sounding all inspirational. A motivational speaker. Yeah. I told Sophia before we got on the call today, I was just like in a weird mood and I was like crying all morning, getting through my emotions. And I was like really excited for this interview. So I had to like train my brain this morning and change my perspective to be more positive. So this is where it's coming from, like... Which is extremely fucking hard to do. Violet told me that she was feeling low this morning and she had to just completely change the mindset so we could do this recording. The mental strength that that, that shit takes, I can't do it half the time. I'm like, I'm just gonna record sad. No, usually I'm really good at picking myself back up really fast. This time it's been like a few days where I wasn't able to until my sister was like, you have to cry. And I was like, no. And she's like, you have to cry. I was like, no. And I'm like shaking, like, no. And I was like, she's like, you have to cry. And I was like, <laughs> you're like, I'm not going to fucking cry. Sometimes you do just need a good cry. Oh, it felt amazing. How often, I mean, I do this all the time. I catch myself holding it back, being like, be a fucking adult. And it's like, no, maybe I need to be an adult and cry my eyes out. Yeah. No, I cried. And that's right now when I'm giving this advice or talking, I sound so inspirational because I'm genuinely re-inspiring myself. And while I'm having this conversation, I'm re-falling in love with myself, which is what I needed. Okay. See, it's like therapy. You're welcome. I'm going to charge you after. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so tell me if this happens to you. As a woman, if you do anything that is considered to someone else slutty, and I'm saying that in quotation marks, you post a bikini picture, you talk about sex, whatever the fuck it is, people always feel a need to comment daddy issues. Oh, that girl's being a slut. She has daddy issues. Have you ran into that? I mean, I guess you would run into that considering it was fucking called that. I'm literally daddy issues. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. All the time. I feel like I could be breathing. Like I started weighing. It's like, oh, that girl has daddy issues. Or like guys would be like, I love girls with daddy issues. And you're like, first of all, what the fuck does that mean? Like, oh, you think I'm sucking your dick? That's so crazy. Because I love guys with money. So I guess that's what like I'm into. Uh, or mommy issues. Do you know how many men have fucking mommy issues? That's a whole different conversation. Such a turnoff. I don't like guys with mommy issues, but yeah. 
I would say mommy issues are worse, but you know what? We're not going to compare what issues are worse. We're not even going to go down that rabbit hole. But no, I agree. We've talked about it. Like my daddy issues didn't come from me wanting to be more promiscuous with men. Like that'd be too hard for me. I get too attached. Like I have abandonment issues because of my daddy issues. So it's more like I have a need to be loved. And then I was constantly seeking and dating when I was younger men who are emotionally unavailable. And I was constantly trying to prove myself to be good enough for them, which is explains also why my accounting firm, why I needed to be loved like for these women so badly. Right. Okay, so that is such a good fucking point because I never became hypersexual because of my daddy issues at all. I I just have the abandonment issues exactly like what you're talking about. There was no like hypersexuality that stemmed from that. So everyone that comments that shit, knock it off because like it's not real. It's like not the truth at all. Yeah. Right? Okay, what would you say your favorite meme what is like what is the most popular meme on your page okay i feel like the og memes that i feel like what made daddy issues so popular like yes it was a lot of the dating stuff that people would love because it would be like oh my god i'm not crazy like i'm not alone but i would say the og memes that really like blew up constantly is obviously like the bff memes are everything because first of all like also not to mention now we're in quarantine it's bff memes that's all we have period right Oh, yeah, because no one's fucking dating right now. Literally. So it's just like it would be like, for example, like one of my favorite memes was this one meme where um, when your best friend finally gets a boyfriend and then it's like the three of you constantly try and like they're uh, the, your best friend and her boyfriend holding hands and then you put your hand over it. So it's like the three of you. And it's like, sorry, yes. you don't only get to date my best friend. You now get to date me, too. Like I'm part of this package. It's a package deal. Yes, I fucking love that. So like that meme or like another one of my favorite memes is basically just like our stalking skills are like next level literally like i've done this before and so and the me this meme is like literally it's a way where your best friend goes on a date and you just want to be so you want to support her so you show up at the, on her date but like from like somewhere really far away just like watching the day like trying to cheer her on like that is what best friends do i mean i don't know if best friends actually fucking do that but that just brought up something I have done that before. It was a version of that. And what it was is one of my really good friends was dating a super famous baseball player. And they were on on again, off again. And she wanted me to not join the date and like watch from afar. She wanted me to straight up take pictures of them. And I was so fucking naive at this point in my life. This is like before the podcast or maybe it was like around when the podcast was launching. Um, When I asked her what she needed the pictures for, she said, I just need them in case like his mom tries to come at me again and I can send them to his mom or something. And I believed her because I was so fucking stupid. Regardless, I went to the dinner I got super drunk because I was so nervous. I was pretty much eating dinner with them. That's how close I got to them with my iPhone camera. The flash was on. I have 70 pictures of them eating dinner. And at one point, the guy, the baseball player, turned around and was like, what the fuck is like going on behind me? Like, I don't understand. And then my friend like gave me a look and I had to go sit somewhere else. They call security on you? Yes. (laughs) And the funny thing is, is the table I was sitting at was nowhere near their table. The server was like, 
excuse me, ma'am, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why do you keep coming into this back room? He was famous sitting in a back room and I keep like walking back there. So that is like kind of an example, which I did end up sending her the pictures. So she can create a shrine over her bed. (laughs) So she could send them in to paparazzi, which like I did not realize was the plan, which how fucking stupid am I? I don't even think they picked it up. I don't even, I think it was like, I think they like posted it on some random ass website that no one's heard of. Oh, but that's like my only experience. The paparazzi stuff, by the way, like it's, it's like what you were describing. I mean, I don't know where this happened, but it's like very LA, like in LA. And I've talked about it before with Christine Quinn on my um, podcast. Uh, she's from Selling Sunset. She literally talks about this. So like people in LA, will call them the paparazzi on themselves. Like no one, like, I'm sorry, unless you're Leonardo DiCaprio, which even by then, paparazzi has no fucking clue where Leo likes to go for breakfast. It's his PR team is going to call. So it's the same thing. Like it's nothing personal, but like the paparazzi doesn't know where all these people hang out unless you purposely call them or you have your best friend sit in a different table, taking pictures with a flash on looking like a stalker. <laughs> If anybody wants to hire me, I feel like if this podcast shit doesn't work out, like maybe I could be paparazzi because I fucking did an amazing ass job. I would have loved if the story would have ended with like you getting escorted out by the police and you being arrested for being a stalker, but for that baseball player and your friend be like, sorry, babe, I'll bail you out. But like, I'm I'm probably going to suck his dick really quick. So I'll bail you up tomorrow. Okay, babe, is that good? And then you're just like in jail. The fucked up thing is I know if I would have gotten caught, she would have been like, I have no idea who this crazy person is like take her away she sounds like a really good friend can you feel it sleuths the days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung which means spring break is here which for the older folk that basically means people are going outside they're staying outside and they are staying out way longer but the thing is Who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage in my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in, which is Taste Salute. Say goodbye to the Sunday Scaries with Taste Salute's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town and we had a night or two on the town and how I felt honestly come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taste Salute religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salute knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized. I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor, But you get to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and they even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and strawberry margarita. 
filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at Taysalude.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with Taysalude. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, wider, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. We were on FaceTime for almost two hours the other night, and you brought up something that at first kind of pissed me off and hurt my feelings. But then right away, I was like, I actually totally understand. I think it's so interesting. You were actually going to um, sign on with my former employer. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Where the mean part comes in is, for those of you who don't know, I had a very public falling out with my former employer and they did like a smear campaign on me for months and months and months and Violet let me know that she thought their marketing and their spin on the story was so fucking good in the beginning in the beginning that she was like oh my god maybe I should sign with them is this correct (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I'm on the stand uh okay but I but I agree with you by the way like they did an amazing job in the beginning did you believe everything they were saying about me no in the beginning I thought it was just some marketing ploy so I was just like oh wow in the beginning I thought it had something had to do with the money stuff so I thought you guys were just trying to make more money or it was just about really like blowing up this podcast and I thought Dave who was behind it was a very smart with the marketing strategy Mm -hmm. like in the beginning I was like oh I don't think it's real so I was really intrigued by it because it was really blowing up not to mention it was a perfect timing because quarantine everyone's so bored and people were just thriving because quarantine everyone's life was kind of miserable so it was kind of nice to watch someone else's misery for a second and not your own I'm not gonna lie Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. when I saw that to me it wasn't like me wanting to be a part of the drama I was like wow the marketing is insane like I can only imagine what he could do from from my pockets if I join right which by the way now that i'm thinking back on it if it was just a whole marketing ploy 
How genius. So fucking genius. I wish that were the case. It wasn't, but that's so fucking smart. No, in the beginning, and then it just continued, and then it was like, see you fuckers Wednesday, and I was like, oh, wow, Sophia's really not here. Um, I did start getting on a call with Barstool Sports, but it's also because I've already had somewhat of a relationship with Barstool Sports. I've done some interviews with them a couple of years ago, and I remember... A few years ago, they asked me about having doing a podcast. I just wasn't ready for one. So it just mm-hmm. made sense that, like, why wouldn't daddy issues be with Barstool Sports? It seems like yeah, they're really yeah. for women. I mean, they're looking, look at the marketing around women right now. And then <laughs> I, and the people I reached out to were also the men that work there. And of course, they're saying really nice things about it. But then, mm-hmm. then the drama continued as I'm in the middle of calls and FaceTimes or whatever Zoom calls with Barstool considering signing them because I left my my network. So I was looking for mm-hmm. a new one. And the drama, when the drama continued, I was like, wait, hold up. This is a little too much. Yeah, it started, it went from being like, oh, this is funny or interesting to like, wow, what a good mm-hmm. marketing ploy to kind of be like, oh, wow, okay. Like I was literally genuinely thinking like, is Sophia going to be okay? Like what's her mental health right now? Like that was my thought right. process. So I was just thinking about earlier, I said, I've never been bullied. Actually, fuck yes, I've been yes, bullied. You have. Like horribly by millions of people. <laughs> yeah, that's like Badly. next level. <laughs> Like, yeah, I had a few whatever Debbie's like Karen tell me my my work to like change my shirt that I'm late or whatever. But you you had like millions of people (laughs) telling me that you're like, you suck. Yeah, I did. It was. Yeah. So, yes, I actually, in fact, have been fucking bullied big time in your workplace. I mean, yes, yes. I mean, by, you know, people that I trusted, you know, at one point. But we're, we don't need to get into that. I just fo- found that so fucking interesting. You had my back. No, I do. I do. I, I mean, I had your back from the beginning because I am very all about like the um, the underdog, but we decide, we decide not to pursue it. Like I was mm-hmm. thinking about it, but then I'm like so relieved because afterwards I also talked with some other women who worked at Barstool Sports at the, the Truth and they were not, when they told me, What's been going they on? They were there. not that excited about they it. They were not as happy either. So I did feel really relieved. Like, wow, I cannot believe I almost took my full on like female empowerment brand in Barstool right. Sports. Like, thank God. Right. I, I just think everything happens for a reason. So I'm happy that I didn't. I'm happy that I was able to be publicly harassed so you could see. Thank the you truth so much. Thank you so much for taking, for taking in the ass for me. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Let's move into sex. Okay. That's what everyone really wants to fucking hear. What is, I mean, I don't want to sexualize you, first of all, but like you do have amazing, huge tits. Facts. Can I just say that? Fact. Okay. We'll talk about the tits in a second. What is one of the hottest things a guy has ever done in bed with you? Allow me to come. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That is so funny. You know, did the the normal standard what a guy should allow you to do in bed i guess right. that um the foreplay know where my g-spot is know where my clit is make me come yeah that is so hot when they can do that i fucking love when they can do that yeah we talked uh, sophia and i talked before about how um when i the reason i can't like i'm not so sexually promiscuous i can't go around fucking everyone's because i get emotionally attached and like do it like if I have sex with a guy and don't even get me started, like if, if a guy made me come, I would literally just fall in love with them. But I said, thankfully, 
no guy, I never will come across that risk because it's never happened my whole life where a guy actually made me come the first time. So I'm safe from falling in love with anyone. So we're good there. I actually have never uh, had an orgasm on the first time either. Yeah. Ever. It, I, I've had it on the second time, but the first time, fuck no. Like, you have to be comfortable. But also, have you ever had sex with a guy like you weren't that attracted to? One of my friends told me, she was having, like, she was had a fuck buddy situation with this dude. She wasn't that attracted to him. She was like, he would never be my boyfriend. I just wanted to have sex. And she said because of that reason, she was able to come every single time. Because there was no pressure. I think that's really smart. That's why if you do have a fuck buddy, it should be somebody that, like, now, I'm not saying like such low standards. He's literally homeless and he lives outside your right. house. And then you're like, come over whenever you want to take a shower. I mean, if, if the dick is right, though, I mean, it's up to you. He has to be so below your standards that there's completely no way you can fall in love with him. So then you can right. fuck him and you just don't care. Like, you don't care if you didn't shave your, like, petunia or your legs because who cares? Yes. That's I mean, let's just put it out there right now. Do not start a fuck buddy thing with a guy you know you're going to fall for and a guy that you know for a fact is not going to reciprocate. I feel like all of my friends who have tried that, the guy can, like I said, can literally be homeless and his parents are related, like his friends are brother uh-huh. and sister, and they'll still be like, and he's like unemployed and all that. And because it's so lonely right now during quarantine, they'd be like, I don't know, like, yeah, he looks a little off. They start making excuses. They're like, I know he's a child from incest, but I feel feel like the chromosomes will be fine. I'll balance them out. <laughs> yeah. And our kid won't be fucked up. And I'm like, no, you weren't supposed to fall in love. She's like, no, I'm not in love. I'm like, where are you right now? Is his house. I'm in his bathroom. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to stop taking my birth control. This could be it. And it's like, no, stop. He's not going to have a child. I love when girls are like, I'm going to save this by having their kid. Are people really like not dating the same because of COVID because I feel like a lot of people just don't fucking care and they're still fucking and running around as if it was pre-COVID. Yeah, I think, I think so. I feel like, I mean, for me, I haven't really gotten that much dick this year at all, to be honest, but I guess it's all... (laughs) Because of COVID or just, like, the entire time? Well, I've been, like, really working on myself, and I didn't want to be interrupted by, like, a penis. And they're great. Like, I love them. You know, I'm not going to lie. Like, Yes, you love penis. Okay, this is something – I feel like this is a PSA to all women, okay? Okay. When you're fucking a guy, whether it's just a fuck buddy, a guy you have a crush on, you're not sure where you guys are, even your boyfriend that you just – your new boyfriend. Um, If he comes inside of you – it doesn't mean anything. It's becoming this weird epidemic. I swear to God, I've even been digmatized by this. It's happened to me. They're coming inside of you and girls are thinking that it means something that he wants to have your baby. No, babe, you're going to be such an amazing single mother. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, you will be a single mom. I think that why do guys feel like they can be doing that now? They just assume all women are on birth control. All women are okay with abortions. I don't know. They are being reckless about it. So reckless. And it's happening so often. But this one girl, we were sitting and talking. And uh, she's my friend's friend. And she was just like, yeah. And basically, the guy she's dating now, um, his ex-girlfriend is my friend. So I think maybe that's where Mm -hmm. it came from. And they were together for 10 years. And then this girl, she's a new girlfriend. They've been together for like a couple of months, two months. And then she's just like, and he never wanted to have a baby with her. I mean, it was so obvious. Like, he never came in her. But he comes in me all the time. And I was like, sweetheart. No, 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 no. He just cheated on you. 
first of all, he just cheated on you. Second of all, <laughs> like he literally did. I'm like, this is why we're having this conversation. I'm like, second of uh, all, him coming inside <laughs> of you doesn't mean anything. Guys, yes, I'm so happy you fucking brought up that PSA. A guy coming inside of you is not an engagement ring. It's nowhere close. It feels good for them to squirt up in your vagina and that's it. That's their favorite way to come. Because it's like scientifically, it's like in your yes. hormones, in your genes, you feel closer to that person. It's true. Yeah. I mean, for the woman, I guess the man does maybe for two seconds, but I feel like they don't as much. Men get not clarity right after they have sex with you and they're just like, oh, okay. So what should I do next? I guess I'll swipe on Tinder, right? And like, that's with a guy and with a woman. As you're like walking to the bathroom with the cum dripping down on your thighs and you're like, oh my God, he could be the one. He already forgot you were at his house. You're scooping it up and getting ready to like put it in again when you get to the bathroom. Guys, no squirting, no squirting. Men, no squirting in a girl's vagina. Let's just stop it because you're like giving women the wrong idea or make it very clear if you're going to do that. Like, this does not mean I want to have a baby with you. He comes inside of her and then he's like, hey, by the way, I'm not looking for anything. I just called you an Uber. (laughs) And you're like, wow, could you just have waited like two seconds? (laughs) Literally. Or he's going to be like, get the fucking plan B. Okay, this is something that I do find very strange are the men that will come inside a girl and you know for a fact, which is 99% of the time, they do not want to have a baby with you, but they don't say anything. They don't ask if you're on birth control. They don't ask if you're going to get plan B. They don't ask what the plan is. Or they just go afterwards like, you're on birth control, right? And the girl's like, yeah. (laughs) But even that is better than I've had this situation where dudes like don't give a fuck. If he's going to come in you and you know he doesn't have feelings for you, just make sure he has a bank account. But I'll tell you this. I have this one friend from years ago um, that she actually did that. Like, I don't know if she did the turkey baster or what it was. But we were like really young. I, 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 used to, I, I used to be pretty wild when I was younger. So a lot of my friends were very uh-huh. wild. <laughs> when you were younger? No, I, feel like I you was literally are. like 19, 20 when this happened. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm 32 now. I just turned 32. So 32. 30 fucking <laughs> two. But she kept going back with her ex who was always cheating on her. But she she didn't know she was going to be. She didn't know that in the future she would be thriving. She would have a career. So back then when we we're 20, she decides to do like the turkey baster thing or whatever, where she figured she like begged him to come see her and she ended up fucking him, even though she knew he didn't want to be with her ex. Right. He's cheating on her, right? Yeah. She somehow figured out how to full on like put his cum like all the way up in her and really get pregnant. The girl, she gets pregnant and she starts to have his baby because she's like, this is how we're going to be together. Um, So we're going to be together forever. Mind you, a few years later, she creates an insane business. She becomes, she starts becoming super rich and now she has to pay child support to him. No fucking way. Yeah. She thought, she didn't realize that she was, she was, she was using her brain for the wrong right. thing. She was using her smarts and her brain to do turkey baster. She didn't realize that she also had a brain for business. Oh my fucking God. That is insane. She was driving I, a Bentley, a Rolls Royce. Business ass woman had to pay child support to that guy. She could not get rid of him fast enough. Oh my God. I have not even thought about that. I One of my mom's really good friends married a guy who was super rich loaded. Their engagement. They met each other and they got married three months later. He had bought in her all of these super expensive things. She found out afterwards he was full of shit and he was in a ton of debt. And 
Then they didn't sign a prenup because she was like, this guy's rich as fuck. And now 50% of her shit has to go to him. Ladies, do not underestimate how fucking smart you are and how successful you will be. A and B, make a guy show you his tax forms before you marry him. He could be full of shit. I've actually had a I've actually made a guy show me before. Okay. And did you break up with him after? And so no, it was true. I was like, okay, thanks for the confirmation. I know you think I'm psycho, but whatever. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape. It turns your entire life around and is a great place to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building. And by guy, I mean guys. Having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. Or a treadmill, for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Okay, Violet's tits, A, huge, B, real. Actually, I don't know, show me, prove it to me. You're going to get completely naked. (laughs) I dare you. Do it. Okay, Violet just flashed me her tits. What the fuck? Like, how do you have tits like that? Thank you so much for asking. Um, I think it's American milk. I would say when I moved to America, my tits grew. Like when I moved at 14, my tits, like I was just such an awkward kid that I feel like God was like, okay, your personality is so terrible. You're going to need a few years to work on that. So here are Mm -hmm. some tits. He cleared my skin. I had like so much acne on my face, chest and back. I came to the U.S. He cleared all my skin and just I went from like, yeah, I went from A to B to like a triple D in school. And uh, unfortunately, I still didn't know how to talk to boys. But yeah, I was like super tall, big ass tits. You didn't need to talk. You didn't need to talk. They just like saw your tits and they're like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, but I didn't understand that. Like, that's what people like. So I was just like, I don't understand. I don't speak English. (laughs) 
<laughs> I should Kate. probably put my top on. <laughs> Kate, while she's putting her top on, the irony of you moving to LA and then all of a sudden your tits grow three sizes, it's like the Grinch. And my heart grew two sizes that day. That's how I know God is a man. <laughs> Oh, my God, for real. And the skin clears up, like, so fucking L.A. Okay, tell us about the pencil test. Wait, what was the point of me showing you my tits? <laughs> Just to show you. <laughs> okay, cool. Anyway. So what are we now? I love how you're you're putting it on me. You're like, Sophia just wanted to see them so bad, but low key, you just flashed me. I didn't even ask for it. I'm kidding. I did ask for are it. Are we together now? Yes, we're dating. We're fuck buddies. We might be official. Maybe if I make you come, we'll see. Oh, if you make me come, you're moving in. <gasps> okay, amazing. The Tell us about the pencil test because you were fucking explaining this to me and I was shook. Okay, so the pencil test is basically, it's it's a pencil test or you can also use a, um, what is this called? Q-tip. A Q-tip. And it's just basically mm-hmm. you strain your back or you arch your back, whatever you, if you're trying to cheat a little. And then you just uh-huh. take the Q-tip or the pencil under your titty. And if it falls, mm-hmm. then it means like your tits are still perky. If it stays for one or two seconds, it, it just depends on how long it stays underneath your tit. Which, by the way, all boobies are beautiful. Like yes. whether they, yeah. they sag a little or not, it, they're all beautiful, like natural, fake ones. It doesn't matter. The reason we're talking about my tits is because... That's like a miracle. Yeah. That's like a supernatural occurrence that they're as big as they are and it passes the pencil test. Yeah, but don't hate on me because I'm talking about having perfect tits because I was born with a birth defect. My teeth were really <laughs> fucked up and ugly for my whole life. So God just gave me nice tits, but he gave me a terrible mouth. Personality for, took me forever to work on that. Daddy issues for yes. days. So just let yes. me ugly toes. My toes don't don't speak to each other. All my toes go to different directions. They unfollow each other separated. on Instagram months ago. You are allowed to say you have amazing tits. I know, That's but I totally feel bad. Own it. I feel bad like, like complimenting myself. You're like, my tits are amazing, but I'm fucking hideous otherwise. My personality is a two out of ten. we just always I do the same thing it's the same thing when someone gives me a compliment I'm like okay but I'm so fucking like disgusting in this way and it's like it's fine you're right take it especially when a man compliments you that is number one rule that I always tell women when a man compliments you though you don't say oh my god no I'm not you're like thank you I know thank you thank you so much yes oh my god especially with a man that is such a good point um have you ever had a guy ask you to suck your own nipple because i had a guy ask me to do that and it was super embarrassing because like it wouldn't reach i was like trying so hard but i feel like you could okay i do that like in my free time all the time but no no one has ever asked me that because i i mean because i just do it myself but i feel like you could pull that out in the bedroom and a guy would think it's really hot I just don't see that. If, you, if you're trying to, like, impress them, which we're not trying to do, we're trying to get our nut. Oh, my God. Look at me okay, sucking my t- <laughs> Guys, she Guys, she's just trying it in front of me. You 100% could. Okay, let's move on to listener uh, questions and advice. And, Violet, I want you to answer these with me. So... This girl wrote in and she said that she went to this very high-end club in Miami and a couple went up to her and her friend and asked them if they would be in a porn video and offered them like a shit ton of money. She didn't say how much. Um, She said her and her friend were barely 22. They turned it down. But now that she's broke, she low-key wishes she did it. My question for you, would you 
If it was the right price, would you do a porn film? I wouldn't at this age and having like a successful business. I personally just wouldn't. But I agree. Everyone does have a price. When I was younger, somebody and I just started daddy issues. I got this email of somebody asking me um, if toe fetish guy about my toes and asking me if I would be down to be to be in a video where they can put a mask on my face and they tie me up and tickle my feet for forty thousand dollars. And I said, no, I'm so sorry. I'm not, that's not my thing. And he said, how about 60,000? And I just didn't respond by my head. I was like, fuck, like I could really use the money. And I was like, V, you can't. 40,000 and then 60,000. Yeah. And I said, no. Violet, I know you said you're very business oriented, but I don't know. I think you should have taken that offer. Well, because I'm just a greedy bitch. Excuse me. For me, I personally, I just like, I've created my whole brand. Not that there's anything wrong with like sexualizing your body. Like I'm all for like a lot of my friends, the OnlyFans, all that. But like my whole brand was created based on my thoughts and what I had to say. Mm -hmm. And I just want to continue that. Like for me, like I, it's like, I don't know what it is. It's just this thing about making men happy. I just can't do it. Like the thought of like having all these men like jerk off, making them happy because I show them my tits. Like I just can't do it. Like, no. Right. I, I totally get that. I feel like for me, if they offered me the kind of money where I would be set and my family and my extended family and all of my friends and we would all be filthy rich for the rest of our lives and like a private island, which they wouldn't do, then then maybe I could do it. Okay, I would do it then for that too. I, do I didn't know that was like, <laughs> damn, okay. Yeah. I would be okay with making men happy for that price. Yes. Right. Okay. Perfect. That's the only way. Okay. This girl wrote in, is it cheating if my boyfriend buys nudes from girls through Snapchat? Yes or no? What do you think? I think yes. I think, okay. It's okay. You can disagree. No, I know. But I feel like it's a gray area because of how extreme social media has gone. I genuinely just feel like it's a boundary thing because I think some couples now are Mm -hmm. okay with things like that. For example, one of my exes used to get happy endings all the time. And I didn't realize it was cheating until years later. So like... I've been in a relationship like that, too. Isn't it crazy how after you break up and years later, you're like, okay, so that was extremely fucked up. That was also not okay. Yeah. So I think it depends on your boundaries. So when you enter a relationship and when you continue the relationship, you have to continue to discuss boundaries. So I think you have to discuss that. Yes, it's weird that he is paying for it, but like there's only fans now. So in the way to him, he may look at it all as porn. So how is it different right. going on you porn or you jizz, which is the one I go on <laughs> um, versus like buying, paying for news? Because he could have also mm-hmm. got it for free from somewhere. The, I mean, the reason I said, yes, it is cheating is because to me, that's just too intimate of an exchange, you know, like talking to the girl, having her pay for it. Also, only fans is like a very it's not. It is kind of more intimate than going on to Pornhub or Balesa or whatever and just watching a porn. Yeah. So is it cheating? I don't know. But yeah, it would make me uncomfortable, to be honest, if my boyfriend was doing that. I just feel weird. Like, I feel like I wouldn't want to know because I just like his porn stuff. Because if I did find out, then it would make me uncomfortable and I wouldn't like it. Totally agree. I totally agree. Okay, this is our last question, Violet. Um... 
This is a really good one. Do you believe in the right person but the wrong time? And she talks about how she had a boyfriend through college, then after college, um, but it just didn't work out. They still mention how they love each other, um, blah, blah, blah. They have some growing up to do, but they want to get back together later on. How do you feel about wrong person, wrong time, or right person, wrong time? That's actually a great question. Thank you for asking me this. I feel like I'm in an interview. Um, let me tell you, I feel like I actually just recently, so I have this on my podcast, We Tart to Be Crazy. I do this series called Dumb Bitch Bootcamp, which also I'm changing it now to Bad Bitch Bootcamp, but it's basically helping women with their confidence and all that. But I talk about um, right person, wrong time, and I say that mm. it's not a thing. I totally agree with you. I think... I mean, I think it's probably usually, though, the wrong time around college. No, let me tell you right now. It's not the wrong time. All the people that you meet, you were meant to meet at that exact time. And it was supposed to happen exactly what happened. So when you're like, oh, wow, if it were just different. No, nothing. You met yep. this person exactly when you were meant to meet them. You were supposed to learn. You were supposed to take something away. Yes, you mm -hmm. have beautiful moments. And that's it. Stop. You I sometimes agree. I feel like we hold on to things for a little bit longer than we should instead of letting it go. And then we we ruin some of the most beautiful moments we could have just had as a memory. It was supposed to be as a memory. You're supposed mm -hmm. to learn from something and you're supposed to then let it go and keep going with your life. And I've recently talked about it on Dumb Bitch Bootcamp number three. And I said, when you meet the right person, it will always feel like the right time because the right people are timeless. And with the right yeah. person, you will want to suddenly um, have more time for them, even if you're really busy with your work. It, it won't feel because you wouldn't want to lose them. So right. I think sometimes we hold on to those people from our past because it feels convenient and it feels nice and they get you. But that's not your person. Your yeah. next love is going to be so much more amazing and so much bigger than anything you felt with any of those people in the past. And yeah. then you'll be like, wow. This is what it's supposed to feel like. This is yep. it. I, you know what? I think that's a fucking perfect answer and an amazing answer to end on. Um, yeah, I think it's like maybe you guys will meet. Maybe you guys will start dating in the future, but you got to let it go for now because you might be inhibiting some other amazing relationships you could have, which is exactly what you just said. Yeah. Bad bitch boot camp. So, okay, Violet, that's it. Um, go check out Bad Bitch Bootcamp on her podcast, Too Tired to Be Crazy. I'm also going to be on her episode. And, um, thank you so much, Violet. I want to do this again. Violet, where can people find you? Okay, so you guys can find me on Violet Benson on Instagram. Also at Daddy Issues underscore. That's my meme page. My podcast, Too Tired to Be Crazy on every Thursday. And then I have my Dumb Bitch Bootcamp that's turning into Bad Bitch Bootcamp, but check it out. It's the sole episodes. They're amazing. They're like my favorite. And also, make sure to tune into the episode right now that's out with Sophia. We collapse. So hopefully you guys are listening to both episodes today and let us know what you guys think. And you can find me, Sophia Franklin, Sophia with an F, Franklin with the Y on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. I was trying to say OnlyFans is a joke, but I don't have that yet. Thank you guys so much. I will see you next week on Thursday as well. Talk to you soon.